Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Introducing... I, I just wanted to say something real quick. Nintendo World Championships. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Time to play Smash with my sisters and my bros. Married to the scene. I can never let it go. Name is D1. You guessed don't guess you already know enough about me. Now it's time to enjoy the show. Bars. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about those big fucking dinosaurs. They're big. They and keep coming back. They died. Uh, they're here. They're back for, good, for, for blood. They're, this time they're back. For blood. We're talking about the movie We're Back. Uh, talking about the movie Hotel Transylvania Hotel 3. Hotel Transylvania uh, 3. This time, uh, the kingdom has fallen and Drac and the boys. <laughs> they need a break. They, they need to go on a cruise. Look, they always say the kid, if there's smoke in the kitchen, go, to, go on vacation. We're getting on that plane and we're flying all the way with the mummies, the ghosts, the monster, the Frankensteins. Everybody's here. The werewolf man. All of your favorite animal uh, monsters. Is it Adam's family? Is it the monsters? No, you idiot. And I know what everyone's thinking. What? Is Dracula from Hotel Transylvania going to be announced for Smash Brothers? I'm going to put it out there and say yes. I heard, um, I think I think you're safe in saying that. I heard rumors that Reggie had booked out an entire cinema um, to show his family and his cl- closest colleagues at Nintendo Japan, Hotel Transylvania, to try and convince them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, say no more. So we're going to talk about that. Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park Jurassic Park Fallen World Later Fallen on Fallen World We're also going to be talking about The uh, the, the man Johnny Depp <laughs> Voice of Dracula In Hotel Transylvania 3 uh, Yeah at the end of Hotel Transylvania 3 um, We've Dracula, got a reading club It's reading club this week Yeah well so Dracula's been Played by Adam Sandler For the entire Not mm. just Hotel Transylvania 3 But also 1 and 2 And at the end of Hotel Transylvania 3 I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil the end for you But <laughs> don't A spell is cast on him and he's revealed, he, he to, revealed be, yeah. to be Johnny Depp. So we're going to talk about Johnny Depp later in the episode as well. This is the best ending to a movie ever still. I stand by it. It was like <laughs> Kanye releasing Lift Yourself. You know, that it starts off fine. And then it was like Scoopity Poop. It was like literally <laughs> that in a movie. Yeah, that's that's what Johnny Depp is credited as. Yeah, Scoopity Poop. Scoopity Poop. That's, yeah, yeah. that's his character's name. In, um, it was the equivalent of that. It was a fine movie. Fantastic fine production. How to so fuck you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Kanye's gone back to some soul stuff. That's not, oh, that's cool. Then straight up. Johnny Depp revealed Scoopity Poop, and you're just like, 
Wow. Bit of sizzle for some Kanye talk. Yeah. We'll get to that Over in a second. Over two pods. So much, so much we're doing too. Um, and we're also going to talk about uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle DLC. Have you played? Is it out? Um, yeah, I've been playing it all I day. I didn't know it was out. Donkey Kong's When you told it, said it's, uh, I should have meant to say that. I, should, I meant to ask you, is it out? It is out. Hours earlier. <laughs> did we get it? Did, did, was it a free download? No, no, I bought it. You I bought that it. shit with my real money. That's crazy. Yeah. Celebrities it's, like me, Adam Sandler and Levins, uh, we, we don't really pay for all of our games anymore if you catch my drift. <laughs> you saw some more movies too. We're going to talk about Best Friends and you Tommy Wiseau movie. Uh, yes. Which yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. It's the first night, time night Tommy last. and uh, Tommy... Wiseau, Greg Sestero, subjects of the Oscar-nominated film, uh, The Disaster Artist, uh, uh, back, in, back in the saddle again f- since uh, The Room, since 2003. I think it's 2003. And this is a movie near and dear to Angus's heart, so I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your thoughts on this movie. Yeah, yeah. Saw so that uh, third time I've been in the same room. I don't know, long, maybe fifth time I've been in a room with Greg Sestero. Uh, hey, he comes back a lot, doesn't he? He, has, he comes back, a, I think, an okay amount of time. If it was any quicker, I'd like want to just... Give my buddies at ASIO a call and be like, I think you need to monitor this handsome man's activity. There's enough space for me not to worry. So it's going to be an incredible show for you tonight. But before we do any of that incredible sounding stuff, we're going to be <laughs> even more incredible because I'm going to force Angus. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> to rank. I'm not doing it. All of the five recently released. It. Good music. G-O-O-D. I can't even rank Star Wars movies. Like, and I know them super well. Right. I'm not ranking these. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> well, I'm going to rank them. It's and easy you, to rank you can argue not, with me. I, 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 We're at the very least going to talk about them. No, for sure, but I'm not going to rank them. I okay. just don't want to. I don't want you guys to buy this bottle of. Uh, um, I don't want you guys to get this bag of M M&M and M Krispies because it says it on the front, mm. i.e., the podcast description. When you get inside, you got some big old peanuts. Yeah, because we always like writing very truthful, uh, representative of what, what you get in the podcast descriptions. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so good music, Angus. The Wyoming experience. Getting out our dreams. The company founded by Kanye West. Uh, Is that run. what it's called? Getting out our dreams. Yeah, yep. right. Cool. I think it's named after a company his dad started, uh, which was distributing water to people of color in the '60s. Mad. I think so. Um, so Kanye has released a, a lot of music on the Good Music label since its uh, foundation in like what 2012 or something like that. Good music's been around since 2004. Well, fuck. Yeah. And uh, it was... Because all John Legend music came out through that, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Common. Um, oh, B came out through that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Malik shit. Yusuf, right. Tony Williams, Consequence. Well, it started putting out Big good Sean. music in 2012. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> <Sean>. <laughs> so you got <laughs> some flippers. Some bops. Bops, flops. Uh, Mr. Hudson. Plain, uh, and Kid Cudi. Like, Cudi was on there before he left. Which right. Which caused a bit of a rift. But yeah, it's been, they've been around for... Um, it's been around for a while. It's not like, you know, it's not like crazy known. The roster is not crazy big either, but um, it's also, it's always had like a reputation. Like was it a thing people, I don't know, you that would know what you're talking about. Well, the CEO, is the CEO? Uh, the president is uh, president. Pusha T. Pusha T As from of the last Clips. three years. Uh, Pusha T is the president of Good Music now. Pusha T uh, being the president of something is just so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, They've actually got more former artists than current artists on their wiki now. (laughs) You know what most rap labels do though? I was about to say, this is also not um, like out of character. And they also have very good beats, which is the in-house production wing. Right. Which has people like Kanye, Mike Dean, Travis Scott, Hudson Mohawk. 88 Keys, Evian Christ, like a bunch of people who kind of contribute. Hitboy used to be part of it. There you go. 
Well, so the reason we talk about good music is because uh, over the last five weeks, we got an, an album from the Good Music Camp every single week. Yeah. We started out with Pusha T, then we got a Kanye album, then we got a Kanye and Kid Cudi collaboration called Kid See Ghosts, then we got a Nas album, and then we got a Tiana Taylor album. I and, mean, uh, all Kanye's the king of making promises and never following through, as you'll uh, yeah, we'll and, talk and about And this later. just seemed so ambitious. And actually and pu- pulled it off, like more or less. Sometimes there's a little delay here, like an album will come out eight hours later than expected on a streaming service. Sure. But it somehow happened. Especially at a time when this person who made the promise, Kanye West, is perhaps the most turbulently, mentally unstable period of this guy's Let, life. Let's rank the turbulent, unstable eras of Kanye West's This is life. number one. The Go. TMZ experience. Really? T- him this on TMZ. Recent, this recent interview he gave. Or, or that, that one. The TMZ That's one. like the worst thing ever. You reckon? Yeah. Going on TV and saying slavery was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then not really understanding... We'll go to that. We'll talk about that later. But that's I don't want to talk. I, I would rather like let's separate that and let's just talk about yeah these musical outputs. Yeah. I know that like yeah. That, Look, that- let's get this out of the way. Kanye West is um this is an excuse for anything, but he is one hundred percent diagnosed with bipolar disorder, uh-huh. which is one of those things that you hear and you're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like not a diss to him. I have bipolar actually, and it's one of those things you read and you're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like it doesn't excuse behavior. Or past behavior, but it sure as hell makes a lot of that behavior make sense. Could you give a slight, as much as an explanation as you're comfortable giving? Like, yeah. what, what are some bipolar symptoms? That oh, being extremely tired and antisocial and not wanting to do anything, like being very low. Sure. And being on and talking 100 miles an hour, being crazy, being like a life of a party, sure. and then shutting down for four days as a result of that. And those are those periods, and there's a lot of good middle ground. Right. Have you ever had a symptom where you said slavery was a choice? No, but I also didn't have access to the TMZ studio at the time. And (laughs) I'm like, well, I guess we'll never know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's kind of like hardcore moments of like crazy kind of creativity as well. You come up with like you think different ways. A lot of the best stuff I've done personally that I'm proud of has been usually spurred on by like strangeness and it's like, it sounds lame, but it's like, it's drug free. You don't need drugs or alcohol. It's like straight up just crazy and you get, get on one and you get really off on like creativity and Mm -hmm. you're like, this is such a cool, weird thing. This is great. And you start telling people about it and you get kind of, you can recognize that you yourself are manic and then you crash. And then sometimes you're just like, I don't want to see anyone or I don't want to talk or that's for me personally. And it kind of boys between those. So a lot of people I work with don't know, like most people I work with don't know. So it's sometimes hard because they'll be like, he's just kind of not himself or yeah, he, I'll be like, let's do this. Or he, I'll just he, be like, he made, he made 400 uh, Rubens <laughs> memes, memes yesterday in one hour. For, yeah. for the Facebook page. What's the, what's the, what's the yeah. deal? It's, so it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's easy though. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it since I was like 20. I was sure. found out and it's fine. I'm so fine. And you're the bigger fan of, of Kanye out of the two of us. Yeah, and only like a, I wouldn't say too recent, but less than 10 years. Like, I only got into Kanye, like, as we'll find out in our spin off episode uh, on yeah, our Patreon, which we're doing an episode tonight devoted to Kanye. Uh, we're going to be talking about his songs. We'll sizzle that properly later, but, but wait, 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 I'll go into let's detail about that. So, we, we are going to do, we're going to go through our oh, top five Kanye songs. Yeah, well, these are five songs that mean a lot to me. They mightn't be my top. It's like, but I, no, no, no. It's like I'm like they're not. They're maybe not technically what I think are Kanye's best songs, per- personally or on a technical level. But they're, they're ones that resonate sure. with me the most emotionally. And I think I've picked that will tell a story about my relationship with being a fan of Kanye West. Like, and you're gonna rank them? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> it's going to be about my relationship with the, probably the world's most known, the Western world's most known problematic fave. Mm. And how, like, difficult it is rooting for somebody like that sometimes. Well, I mean, for me, he's, he's always been a figure that's always said dumb shit. Well, this is it. The, the like, thing is, we've said this on the podcast. This isn't new. And it's funny when people are like, Kanye's gone crazy. It's Kanye's like, cancelled. It's like, like yeah. He, yeah, he's been doing this for pretty much two decades now. Like, in, two, in different styles. In different ways, for in sure. different wavelengths. And look, you know, we are two white dudes from Australia, so the things that he says don't really affect us. Absolutely but, not. But so, you know, it, we, I understand that like, it is uh, hypocritical us going like, you know, it's, it's just some dumb shit he says, who cares? No, it's but, not. Like if I was a young black man who looked up to a guy who came from Chicago and like fought for his... Like Kanye's story is like, a, like you know, almost... It's not rags to riches, but in a way it is a kid who's told like, you can't do this, you can't rap, you can't be this person, grow up with a single mother kind of fought his way to the top of production, then became this rapper. And then he was like the people's rapper. He sang about like not being able to afford stuff and wearing bootleg clothes. And yeah, he was only allowed to record his raps while The Wire was on in the background. <laughs> and it, his, his raps had to be heard through The Wire. Oh, that's terrible. Thanks, everybody. What? That's not even Patreon.com slash HeyFan. If, yeah, if you subscribe, like uh, cancel this month just for that <laughs> dumb shit Levin's just said. I'm bipolar. Oh, wait, no, he's bipolar. It's fine. And he just said slavery was a choice off mic. He mouthed it to me. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, he went from the people's favorite to someone that people can't even relate to on any level now. But that's a huge spectrum of, you know, so many c- contributions from mental health to being in a fame bubble to not being... I don't know. That's I don't want to talk about Yeah, that. and also like like celebrities aren't trustworthy people yeah if you look towards celebrities to like we're gonna talk about johnny depp later (laughs) yeah if to answer your like your civics questions or to to if you use a celebrity as a moral compass you're going to be disappointed 99 percent of the time Mm. and they're human as well like they should i also think it's unfair to expect a celebrity who might have studied politics or studied economics and like have a very sound answer that we should be expecting politicians to say these things, not celebrities. And the fact is our politicians are shit. So a lot of people turn to celebrities and are sorely disappointed. It's yeah. very easy to be like, this person's bad. Woo! And everyone's like, yes, Khaleesi. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's easy to say that, but it's also like, we shouldn't have to turn to celebrities for, for, for this stuff, I think. Totally. Yeah. Because you're going to be disappointed. I, I get it. I get it. It, it does suck when, it, it when, when someone you're a fan of disappoints you. But yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not excusing weird behavior or bad behavior or like no, stupid shit. There's no but excuse. also I'm not that surprised by it and that's not why I'm a fan of him. There's a great article which I think everyone should read uh, the Atlantic piece about um, being a black fan of Kanye and the Turbulent The Tahisi Coates one? The yeah. Tahisi Coates so one. Good. It's amazing. It speaks about <coughs> fame and blackness in America and Tahisi Coates experienced extreme fame fast and he... Doesn't sympathize fully with Kanye. He sympathizes with Kanye. He sympathizes with Michael Jackson. <laughs> he speaks point. about yeah, cycles yeah. of being in a bubble, where especially if you, he, 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 from what I read, he's like, if you're black, when you become famous, it's like worse than a white person being famous because like black people, a lot of people who are black who support him, who are his friends, like cut him off, and he's like, you are quite secluded, and you're in a bubble with new people, and it's he's not excusing behavior, but he's kind of. He could. He's like, I can see how this could happen, and I was an author. Like, I wasn't the world's biggest sure. Grammy performing yeah, yeah. artist. So, 
it's an interesting piece and like Levins and I said like we're not trying to be like we're white dudes and so listen to our opinion on a like genre that isn't for us sure exactly like we're being extreme outsiders and fans of somebody we're sharing our love of of the music this is a pop culture podcast and there's like Kanye's been writing the dick of pop culture for like two decades basically you know what I mean like he's omnipresent and he's like He's steered the direction of popular culture, be it fashion, music, visual art, anything. Leather pants. Leather pants, skinny jeans. Um, Those glasses with like the, yeah, like, like the shapes like cut out of Yeah, like he's extremely responsible for like 30 massive moments in popular culture. Definitely. Easily, more so than any other single person, I think. Um, so we're going to be talking about the five uh, most <laughs> recent creative projects that yeah. Kanye's been involved with. And they are all... Uh, records that listed them earlier again. Pusha T, Kanye, Daytona, Kids, Kanye, Yay, Kids See Go, self-titled, uh, Nas's Nazir, yeah. and Tiana Taylor's Keep the Same Energy. Oh, that's what it stands for. Yeah, I look up these things. I'm glad, yeah. glad you're around to remember what things stand. It's for. good, isn't it? Um, so I thought we should go through each of the releases from when they came out. Yes, uh, in the order that which they came out, and and kind of our thoughts on them. Yeah, I've listened to all of them now at least five times. Which yeah, is, same here. Same. Which, which ones do you most listen to? Easily push a T, which yep. is good because we're going to talk about it first. Yep. So push a T, I was a, but I'm, I was already the biggest of all the artists that released music in, in the last five weeks. He was the artist who I'm already the biggest fan of. Yeah, Clips, Clips is fan, one of my favorite rap groups, and also like you know Lord Willen, probably like top three rap albums of all time. Um, quick little side note: last week I uh, put out a oh, Neptune's uh, edition of old raps. There's a whole bunch of uh, like older, lesser known Clips songs on Sick. that. Uh, I'm really really proud of it. Um, go check out old raps. On, old raps uh, on the podcast shop. Oldraps.tumblr.com is a whole the bunch torrent of uh, shop. Whole no, bunch not of, the torrent shop. Just the old rap shop. Yeah, that's right. The rap shop. It's in the, the podcast, podcast shop. shop. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different links to different ways you can listen to it. But uh, it's a super sick episode. Even though I fucked up and actually put a uh, <laughs> a song that was not produced by Neptune's on it. Who cares? Just roast. Like, Shouts to Bishop Jackson in Oakland. Shout uh, out for, to Bishop. For, 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 I know he listens to the hate He fan. fooled us. He, he was like, hey, that was, that, 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 I think that song's produced by EA Ski. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. That's wild. It was like, because it was labeled on, uh, like, I, I, I've had it since, like, the days of Napster and Kazaa. Oh, yeah. It was labeled incorrectly as an yeah, that's, song. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You got, you got owned. But, so Pusha Metallica T. Metallica were right, dude. Yeah. Pusha T is someone that I always associate as, uh, like, a, a, a rapper that sounds best on an entire album that's been produced by the same producer. Mm. So, Clips, you know, first two albums were mm-hmm. entirely produced by the Neptunes. Neptunes, yeah. Um, and uh, I love that. I think that that's what makes it such a, co- such a cohesive sound. He has such a great voice. Oh, he's got such a unique cadence flow. Like he's, and you know, he, he's kind of the only person who can get away with rapping about what he raps about now. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, Like sure. he's still he's, got an air he's of like authority. A, like he's like an intelligent, intelligent, oh yeah, authoritative coke rapper. He's like an authoritative right. coke rapper. Yeah, yeah. And like if anyone else tried doing it, now, I just think it wouldn't work as well. You wouldn't believe them, but you no, believe but every, you believe every Pusha. word Pusha says. Um, you believe that his girl's been fucked kind of by was responsible for his, like, glow up again with the first, you know, including him with Dark Twisted Fantasy and kind of... Yeah, well, that was a solo. lot of people who hadn't, who weren't. It was their fans. first exposure? Yeah, so hearing certainly him on the Runaway. first time people had seen the name Pusha T as a yeah. featured artist instead of just. Clips. So he was on Runaway, then he had good. Mu- he was on a Cruel Summer, and he was kind of popping up here and there with Kanye projects. He opened for Kanye on his Yeezus tour, right? So um, that was great, and that was just as um, My Name Is My Name came out. His first solo mm-hmm. was it first solo? Uh, no, it was, was first like Kanye era. Sure, solo, first I mean, good so music. I all those albums. I listened to the singles. Like I love. Um, 
Numbers on the, on the board. Boards. Well, that's Kanye West. That's a brilliant song. And that's Kanye. Is, like, is that Kanye production? Yeah, yeah right. It's realize. one of his yeah. best produced tracks. That's awesome. But then, like, you know. Kanye's a producer, seriously. I just want to, like, you might not like his own music, but on a, and I, I, I whatever, you, you're stupid. But on a, on a production <laughs> level, like, the dude is so fucking Or bipolar. Or bipolar. It's awesome. Um, his uh, production is next level. Yeah, totally. And in fact, one of the songs that I've picked for our, um, you know, five favorite Kanye songs. Kanye, the track. Kanye doesn't actually even feature on it. It's just one of my Well, he favorite. features in a way. I mean, sometimes Kanye's production is as... Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was that was what I was a fan of at first. Um, yeah. I'm a massive fan of the Dynasty album. That's how you would have heard Jay-Z. him as well. Like he's, so, uh, yeah. I mean, he was on Blueprint 2, I think. Yeah, and the Dynasty album. Which the is Dynasty one record. My, probably my Blueprint favorite Jay-Z 2. album. He's got some great songs on yeah, there. Yeah, Dynasty was like the Rockefeller. Yeah. It's all, like, the, it's, all the boys. All the boys. Yeah. And girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're allowed one. <laughs> I mean, it was 99 or something, right? No, it was 2006. No, <laughs> no it was like late 90s, yeah. was it, wasn't it? I think Dynasty so. Dynasty record, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like Pusha T's solo output before Daytona, I never really mm. got into but no. beyond the odd single and feature. So it was so, I, I just could not believe how, like, like when you listen that, you've, how many times have you listened to Daytona? Like, oh, a like hundred times. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> it's, oh, no, but seriously, I have. And it's so easy to, because it's like 26 minutes long. Yeah, which is the, your most listened to of all of these? Uh, it's, I'd say, yeah, is definitely as a Kanye scholar, like I'm having to listen to that on a personal level and a scholar level and a, like it's a Star Wars thing a Kanye released for me, but it would probably be Pusher or Kid Sea Ghost because Kid Sea Ghost obviously follows into that Kanye thing, but Pusher, I, 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 I bumped Pusher like three times today. Hmm. I had a long shower. No shit. I know it was long because <laughs> it was, it was so cold. And I listened to all of Daytona in the shower. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so and, and every it, song on that album, well, it's especially like, the first fuck. song. The first song is just if so, you know, you know. Even the second song, like games you play, but like that big drop bam, when yeah. when it when it when it hits, like, and it's just so good. It's just such a spectacular celebration of of Kanye production being back and as loud and inventive See, album, and sample base as it used to be. And like hearing this was so affirming for me. This record, I think this one was the one that made me go, "This is going to be good." Because it was so risky seeing him like sporadically tweet a month before my album comes out June first. Mm-hmm. It's seven tracks. Like I think that's the first tweet. Then he was Pusha T May twenty five. Me, June 1, me and Kid Cudi album, June 2nd. And he listed them all in one tweet. And I was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and it fucking did. It's not going to happen. And then I'm like, fuck, he's done two weird tracks that aren't going to be on the album. He did that Yay versus the people, the one with T.I. Yeah, yeah. Where T.I.'s like, you're fucked. Why are you saying this stuff? And Kanye's like, no, I'm taking it and making it something. Like, it's that's a whole podcast episode, that song. I was in <laughs> Japan when that happened, so I'm glad we didn't have to talk about it. And then he did Lift Yourself, which is amazing production. And then it skips to him saying poop. Scoop. So I was extremely worried. I was like, this is this. And then there was those shitty rumors about its performance art, which is always a great excuse when someone starts doing something you don't understand or you're scared about. You're like, don't worry, it's performance art. I know I've used that a few times. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm doing performance art right now, officer. It's like, um, uh, Sheila Booth. Yeah, Sheila Booth. Well, you know, Kanye stole of Sheila's clothes. Wow. Yeah. So that's, a, I'll go into that later, but that's what made me also think, oh, maybe the performance thing's real. Like he's I thought you were about to say, that's what made me a Kanye fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made me a Sheila, uh, Sheila Buff apologist. But then hearing that song and after all of this shit storm and the album actually came out and it was set exactly how he said it would be, seven tracks and the first notes of that song when that drop came, I was like, oh, 
oh, maybe it's okay. Maybe like Kanye can still do this. It's, and I think this is like, this is far and away my favorite of the five. Yeah, I can um, see why. I it, It's not mine, but for different reasons. I just think it's so cohesive from start to finish. Every track. While not being samey, the production yep. changes it up, but stays true to it. Like it, it, every, every beat on that record is so well matched to Pusha's voice. Yep. And Pusha is so good on every track. There's uh, my the standout to me. Obviously, the first song. I love um, the second track too. Games you play. Yeah. It's just that great. Um, this great sample he uses. It's kind of like oldie piano. Like, oh, it's brilliant. It's like it's that, what do you call that music? It's like just like kind of peak era Rockefeller yeah. tracks. Yeah, it's yeah. so classic. Hard piano, I really like too. Do you listen to go back and listen to like Freeways albums? No, you would love Freeways yeah, albums. The production that kind of did a lot of production, a lot of. It's like that sounds like a just beat, just blaze beat. It does the uh, games we play the beat. Uh, I love comeback baby. Comeback baby's and like love... classic Kanye because you got that beautiful soul. Yeah, sampling and Santeria. Santeria is amazing, uh, the, and that's 070 shake drums. Oh right, yeah. So she's on every album. That's awesome, except the Tiana Taylor one. Yeah right, and she's on no, and she's not on Kid Sea Ghost, but she's on Nas, Yay, and this. And she's signed funny, to good music. Then there's a lot of like uncredited cameos. Like uh, Ty Dolla Sign, I think, is on three oh, he's albums on heaps of as track. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crediting thing's weird. Um, and I love uh, What Would Meek Do. It's yeah. just such a great song. I know it's not really the end song, but those songs flow into each other. And that's like what one of the best things. People talking shit, push. How yeah, do you respond? So good. But the, uh, the, the flow of that record and there's a few other like i think yay does a really good job and tiana taylor's album do a really good job of just the songs don't really end they don't fade out in fact there's one <laughs> no great fade out on the tiana album where he says no fade outs well kanye was fading out a lot of tracks on pablo and people were just like kanye would you like i even was like man what's he doing like i hate a fade out from a kanye song because yeah, it's yeah. like he's keeping something away from you <laughs> you're like no 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 i want to keep hearing and so i think he was extremely aware of like fans and like i think half of pablo is a fade out yeah, right. Well, not so, half, but a, a significant amount where you kind of like stop that. So this time around, like the, the, these songs are all quite short, especially on Push's album. Yeah, everything's um, barely over like two and a half minutes. And uh, and they just like, they, they end and go straight into the next track. And I just, I love it as a, as a you know, I mean, to call it an album is a stretch given that it's seven songs going at just over 22 minutes. I'll long. allow it though. You yeah, know sure. What? It's like, I was thinking about this. It's like if uh, a painter made a sculpture and was like, this is my newest painting. I'd be like, no, that's like, that's a sculpture. I know an artist is allowed to say what something is, but it's a length of music. And yep. it's st- like, it's not like he's made a film and he's like, this is my new album. Or he's made like a house and it's yeah, like, this totally. is my new album. So if someone's like, this is my new album and it's seven tracks, I'm like, yeah, it's, you can have it like, you know, historically speaking, an album's traditional length, which I think was 45 minutes. Right. Was because on a 12 inch record, you could fit 45 minutes. So right, yep. the medium. <clears throat> dictated what an album was because I was like, there was two, there was, I I remember having to learn this for some music class I did in university. It was a thicker thing that wasn't vinyl and vinyl now competing. They were two different, it was like DVD, wasn't HD. it 33s and, and, and no, 33s and 78s? No, so, uh, maybe. I don't know the name. 78s the, is like the, the really thick vinyl. Yeah, yeah. and it was the only reason why I went to vinyl was because it was um, you could you could uh, fit more on trucks physically and send and make more money because you could fit them together packaged closer right. with the same stuff on there and sell it. So an album for years, up until the CD, was like if an album was like 40-something minutes because that's how much you had. You used to fill it out. And now that there's like no physical albums... 
like what is an album you know what i mean sure like ono and lennon like released two track albums and their albums still they're like 20 side minutes a side each of them doing like primal screaming but right in let us know what is an album I don't, I don't, yeah hey, podcast at gmail.com i think anything longer than one track no you know anything if you if you think it's an album if you want to call it an album i'm going to say if an artist has said this is an album and it's recorded music it's an album okay well the album daytona by Pusha t is the only one of these releases that didn't get a high profile listening party am i right in saying that you are right and it was I think I don't know what, but they did a premiere on Beats One first, and right. it like streamed there first. I'm not sure if that is why. Sure, um, and then uh, of course was then followed up by with the uh, insane Drake versus Pusha T beef that was, was killed by Kanye himself just a day before Ye came out. Yeah, um, and I think like that just it was. If that was premeditated, I mean, I, I, it seems so sporadic and off the cuff, but like not meditated given the subject matter. That was incredible. It was all anyone was talking about. Everyone was so yeah. excited by it. Like, I know you could argue we that, spoke that, about it, that, but yeah, like, well, and we on never talk about Kanye. No, on this <laughs> but, podcast, we yeah, spoke yeah, totally, about it a yeah. chunk. Um, I, I just found it so riveting and fun and silly yeah. to look in on as a voyeur. But yeah, um, that was a great way to kind of kick off. These five albums. Yeah, it was crazy. It was he really. It was Yeezy season for like five weeks. So then we got Yay the uh, the. Wait, what was I going to say about Daytona? It's good. Next. Uh, what? No, we're, we're, uh, it was also a great case of Kanye the perfectionist. Like he bought the album art personally the night before. He used to, it was just right, a shitty, sure. boring photo of Pusher before. Then there's lots of like down to the last minute. Decisions being made on all these albums. Well, Tiana's still not finished. They're waiting for a Lauren Hill sample to clear, and it's going to get added next week. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, she was speaking about this morning on Big Boy's radio show. She's just like, "Oh, we're still waiting for a sample to get cleared, but we really wanted to." Like, Big Boy from Outkast is already. No, show? no, he's oh. like a a US um, DJ. Right. Uh, they're Some like, New we want York to get it dickhead. out. Like we wanted the record to get out on that date, so we're still waiting for a sample to be cleared. Now, like a bit, lot of her team was like, "Cancel Kanye, he's ruining your career." But it's yeah, not, her fandom is insane. It's insane. They wanted a, like a you know Rihanna standard album, but then said they we'll get we'll get to her album yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But, but Pusha was a great example of Kanye the perfectionist. Pusha said like they scrapped the album three times, and Kanye's like, "I can do better for you." And I think he worked. I think he said like a thousand hours on like games you play, and that was he's like, "I have to make this better," and was. He said he left Amoeba Records with, I think it was 1,500 CDs and records. And that's where these five albums came from. Like wow. he physically bought all this music yeah, and yeah. then was just straight to listening to everything. Finally, and just like, he, they scrapped it three times. The album was called King Push at one stage years ago. Yep. It was rumored for years. They've and scrapped heaps of stuff. Scrapped so many. That seems, and that seems to be a theme of this. It seems to be, there was like one er- phrase to sum up this era of Kanye. It's like real time. Which one of his collaborators, this guy called Denim Tears, he's like a artist, I guess you could call him, or a, a vibe guru or something. He's like, this is all real time. And I think that's what's exciting about it. It's not, a lot of albums get finished. And then like, I know I work in the music industry, an album's finished. And then six months later, the band releases it. You get a single two months before the album's out. You get a second single. Yep. And like this, as we found out with Ye, this album happened in two days. Yeah, totally. And Pusha happened like extremely short notice too. So it's, I mean, so what makes an album good is it's an album that you spend 10 years working. We've spoken about this personally. Like, does that mean it's a better album than an album that's done in one day? Like, I don't think so. I don't agree either. I don't no. agree either. Yeah. Um, so Ye, um, I first listened to this uh, on a streaming link. Yes. Through, through an, a, a, an app that I'll never use again. Wave. Called Wave. No one's using it. They, we used it for two weeks in a row, then deleted it. <laughs> I watched it at work 
on Wave. Uh, you know, I had a big sign on the back of my chair. I printed out the invite that we got. Yep. Um, that, that was up on the web saying like, what, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, listening party. I remember hearing Daytona. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is what the five albums are going to sound like. It, fully, wonder, it definitely wasn't. It, no, I, and but I remember hearing Daytona and being like, oh, maybe this is what all the albums would sound like. And maybe, I like, I couldn't assess Kanye's mental health. And I was like, maybe he's just got like 35 great beats like this and he's just going mm, like, do whatever you want over the top. Off, yeah. But I heard Ye and I saw the cover up for A and I was like, oh no, it's like a completely different project. Like yeah. it sounds so different to Daytona. So we've spoken about this briefly on, on a past episode, yeah. but like I, thought, I think listening to Ye for the first time, I was <clears throat> disappointed isn't the right word, but definitely surprised that it was such a different direction to Daytona. It wasn't anywhere near as tight. Um, and uh, thematically I thought like... It's almost songs were like of- f- not mixtape freestyling, but it's very off the cuff. It's it's emotional Kanye, which we haven't seen since I think 808s and Heartbreaks. Like just not worried about having a pop sounding song. Like this is a guy who used to fight. He, he tried so hard and he achieved it to be like all over everybody's radio all year. Of course. Yeah, yeah. This album is the complete opposite of that. Yeah. And I, uh, the first song, which I know is a lot of people's favorite. Mm. Um, what's it called? I thought about killing you. I don't like that song at all, but I like almost all of the rest of it. Maybe I don't like the last song very much, but um, so I, I love the opener. Yikes is sick. Yikes is great. All mine. I like. I like. It's so weird that Party Next Door is the only credited artist. I think it's a legal this. thing. Legal thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think it was. I, I have a feeling because like Young Thug's on that same on, on a track and, and oh, Ty Dolla Sign. Shaco Seven O's on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ghost Town for me is like the standout. Ghost Town's is standout of the whole albums. And, I think for me and probably my favorite song of the year so far. And O Seven O Shake is that her name? Yeah. She's maybe my MVP. F- one of my favorite things of of, of this entire. Five album because that amazing footage I've shown you from the listening party where well, she's hearing her, her bit comes for on for the first time, time yeah. and she's like running around, being the physical embodiment of how her music sounds, like being free. We're still the kids we used to be. It's so good, and I love that. Like, it drops out to silence for the finale of that song. Yeah, it's so you good. Got chills then on my legs when you just said that. Yeah, like when yeah. the silence drops out, and you just hear this like it sounds like a teen anthem from a teen movie. Well, and and it's I, beautiful, yeah. and I love when rappers. Like do rock songs I just like Kanye does that well I, And I love I even love it when Rappers don't do it well I just I, There's something so endearing About like hearing I mean this song Jumps from a like A song. jamboree at the start yeah. Like to like This album honestly Does sound like And that song in particular It sounds like How the streaming looked Like a bunch of people Who are close to in your life Around a big fire And Jonah Hill no, no, no That's who I meant Oh right Here's Jonah one Hill. Here's Jonah Hill's playing guitar Yeah It just reminds me <laughs> of like A jamboree or something Yeah uh, but uh, I love the first track I think because I was I haven't heard Kanye I don't think since 808s He's really been personal on albums Yeah It's I'd, been like Bravado, Braggadicio And then like Just Yeezus to me is like His art house album Where he was just like More interested in like Sonics and Shocking sounds And Than Speaking about how he feels And it was It was like Almost like a crazy Art project that the tour was a part of, the merch was a part of, he was a part sure, of. It was all yeah, like yeah. an all-encompassing <clears throat> domination. I'm a god type of thing. And Pablo is kind of like scribbles to me. Pablo's is probably my least favorite Kanye album, and I love it. Oh, really? No, probably. Uh, this is probably sacrifice. Probably like college dropout. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, just because. I mean, I love that album, but to me, it's graduation's not, easily my least favorite. Yeah, maybe graduation. There, there were moments on graduation where I think Kanye like. 
because you'll find out on the Patreon, there's a moment on there where I think he's just like, oh, I've nailed like what I am the best at this, like doing this. And it's like the end of old Kanye graduation to me. Yep. It's the end of like, his mum was still alive. He was really happy. He was top of the world. He was like just a pure artist wanting to be the number one hip hop artist in the world. And Kanye's never been that since that album, I think. It's been more... He's been so damaged. He's Well, extremely, but also just like, how do I... I, I've I've won radio and critics, but now I want to win like art. Well, like he, I want to be bigger than music, and like eight oh eight, it's all of that to me is him being like I'm bigger than music. South Park made fun of him. South Park made fun of him. He lost um, family members. T- t- you know, I'm gonna let you finish. Yep. All that, but yay to me is um, that opening track is the first time I've heard him like be personal since 808s and Heartbreaks on what I want him to be. Like I've heard Skerricks of it. Like Real Friends is one of his best songs, I think. That's yeah. Um, and that was one of the first times I'd heard in years Kanye being personal. I was like, oh, he's actually talking about himself and events and hearing, you know, I don't want to sound corny or anything, but hearing like a conversation with yourself. And he, it's obviously what he's doing. He's pitching his voice. He's got a lower voice. He's got a higher voice. It's it's somebody who's talking to themselves and talking about suicide calmly is like so eerie, but like something I've like definitely done before. And to hear that spoken about by somebody who I like love so much as an artist, it, it affected me on that level. I was like, oh, I can't believe this is what he's doing. Like he's literally talking about the times he's thought about, I'll probably kill myself and it's going to be easier. And he's calm. He's not like frantic. He's not angry. He's not like... It's a very matter of fact. It's very yeah. like calm. It's almost like you wake up and you write down like, dear diary, today's the day I'm going to kill myself. Sure. And to me, I was really taken by that and taken by it. Not because I like... Uh, like into like my chemical romance or <laughs> like an emo way, but because I was like, this is like huge. It's a guy talking about something which, especially in the hip hop music, traditionally isn't something you speak about, like your feelings in the sense of like mental health. It's yeah. not spoken about in most music. Yeah, for sure. That and the fact the album covers like I hate bipolar, and then the second track, yikes, which like you said, is like banger. Like he's saying like, I have bipolar and it's my superpower. I was like, oh, this this is literally like hard on sleeve, Kanye. And it's not easy to listen to, especially if you're a non-fan. And it doesn't have that like polish or sheen that his earlier stuff did, where it was like the Kanye who would delay college dropout for three months. He kept delaying it because he had, didn't like how it sounded. Mm. But to me, it's this like real time stream of consciousness, which I think is such a perfect delivery method for this five albums in five weeks this is me right now this is an album i finished four months ago and i'm putting it out like the word got out when that album came out he scrapped another album completely <laughs> two days before he scrapped an entire record which bits of it has ended up on nazir right about three tracks which oh, i know I, of I officially one of them. yeah cop shot the kids so what's the uh no what's the really long one with it with uh, oh, everything dream? Everything with, is that the seven? Yeah, I don't know if that one is. Yeah, I right. have the theory it is because it's mainly a Kanye West. It's like, song. why the fuck is that on an ass album? But um, cop shot the kid was on the Yeezy album up until like cop shot the cop shot the, cop which is an insane beat. It's insane. Slick it's like Rick. a strange ass, yeah, crazy sounding song. Slick Rick, Slick Sample, Rick, and um, yeah. Richard Pryor at the start. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the the yay for me is just to hear someone and him in particular speak about that. I think that first track was I was just like, oh, this isn't Daytona, but this is also not what I was expecting from Kanye. So now we move on to Kids See Ghosts. Yeah, um, I mean, no just, one. I had no idea how this was going to sound. 
Sure. I had some theories, but it didn't doesn't sound like what my theories are. This were. is the collaboration with um, Kid, Cudi. Kid Cudi. And hilariously, the first voice you hear on this album Push is a Pusha T. Well, it's funny. Every album kind of has someone from another album on it or like Cudi's on Ghost Town. Yep. Um, like Pusha's obviously on Pusha's. Kanye's on Pusha's. Kanye's on Kanye's. Cudi's on Yay. Pusha's on de- that. And then like, you know, 070 Shake is like singing the main hook of um, the opening track on Nazir. Yep. They're like, they're scared of us. Uh, what's she singing again? That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like really, in, you can tell they're all over the same time. And I kind of like that. It's almost like a Nick Fury is in a, like, it, it, there's a moment. There's like a, there's like a post credit scene in every album. For, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, this is all by the same person. Um, so this album, I think, is the least cohesive of all of the really? releases. Yeah, yeah. I think. I find Nas. You know, we'll get to, I mean I I find Nas As a as a rapper Extremely samey So mm. because It's my of, least favourite And I think it's yeah. the least cohesive By far for me It's my least favourite But I, I've just never been A Nas fan Same. I don't I don't like his flow No I, I like um, I, I like Illmatic like, I think we spoke about this too Like I liked Illmatic For what it was I can listen to and appreciate it As what it meant But it's not also Anywhere near my favourite albums Ever It would never be in, I, I It's just not It's not my kind of rap That's it like, I'm you know, not into I, it I, I used to take pride In saying I didn't like I wasn't a Nas fan But I'm not I'm not, that I'm kind not of taking pride in it at all I'm Shit just, stirrer anymore I just like he's just not my kind of not my kind of favorite rapper. That's fine. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, th- there are moments on Nazir's that the, the album Nazir that I like. Um, I love. Um, let's say Adam, let's get to that. We we'll talk Sid Seagrass. Adam and Eve though is, is a good. Oh, song. Adam Eve's like yeah, I, that's that's vintage Kanye too. Yeah, but let's talk Kid Ghost. Kid Ghost. So I mean, this is a a, a a weird. I think this is the album that has very been collagey. I think this is the album that was um, worked on the most. Right. There's photos of Kanye, Kid Cudi, and Takeshi Murakami, who's a Japanese artist who did Kanye's graduation art. He's an amazing artist in his own right from two years ago in Japan, mm-hmm. being like, we're working on something. And I think it was, it's been rumored for a long time, the Cudi-Kanye collab. Um, I mean, Cudi is all over so many of Kanye's best moments on Kanye's discography, like a lot of 808s, Father Stretch My Hands, yeah. like just Cudi's humming is just like, Sounds like how I imagine God sound if I believed in God. <laughs> um, but I had no idea how this would sound. The art was released the day before, which was extremely exciting because it's like classic Murakami. It looks fucking sick. It's probably my favorite art out of all of them. Yeah, definitely. It looks it's beautiful. The, yeah, it's Stunning. the most. It's the most well put together art. Of Though all I do it, I have a special appreciation for the Yay one because he was a guy who used to like be so meticulous about artwork. But as and also it comes after just dropping the amount of money he did on that Whitney yeah. Houston picture. Takes for a photo Daytona. on his phone walking to to the listening party and with his wife. This is what I like about it. It's like a family, what he, him and his wife. I don't know if I meant to ask you, what do you think of the, the font he used? Well, it's Ye. his handwriting. Good? Yeah. So, I mean, if it, you know, it's his handwriting. I, I'm, I fuck with that. But uh, it's such a weird outfit for Kanye, a guy who labored over like having like, you know, he had cores. He had a lot of famous artists collab on his album covers and make them look insane he worked with like designers guys who worked with like raf simmons for life of pablo george cortez what's his name there's an uh, artist who did like all the dark twisted fantasy stuff right but like this is like dude on his iphone walking with his wife and i'm like there's something that suits that album so much that album yeah it reminds me of how it looks it reminds me of a walk by yourself while your family's asleep inside and you've just woken up a bit early and you've gone for a walk and like what that <laughs> 30 minute walk like some thoughts through your head sure yep but um, Kids See Ghost, I had no idea how it would sound. And again, it, they picked an amazing venue for the live stream. They picked a ghost town like outside of Los Angeles. 
and it looks like how it sounded. Like right. it's like so a you big, watch that one? Yeah, it's like yeah. a big steak in the middle as opposed to a bonfire, like a big burning steak in like a town that looked like it was built for Western TV shows. Right. Like abandoned old saloons and stuff in a desert and played that. And that was... If you think of that image while listening to that album, it kind of completely complements it, I find. Sure, okay. It's very like somewhat eerie. You can probably imagine a tumbleweed blowing past. That's the kind of image I got when I heard the mu- the music side of that record. Right, yeah, sure. I just find like that there are some lots of great moments on it, mm. but I find as an album, it doesn't... There's nothing kind of gluing it together and it just kind of ends quite suddenly. It's the one that I can listen to and not remember that I've I, and like it'll hit the end. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck! I forgot, yeah, sure. I forgot to properly listen this time. Like I've listened to it so many times, and I don't, re- I barely retain any of it. As a Kanye stan, I think it has some of his best like rapping in a long time. His rapping has changed a lot over the years, and he's like not out to impress so much with sure. his rapping skills. But I find like there's some moments on this where he's talking about himself again, which is kind of a continuation of Ye, and uh, especially in the last track, Cuddy montage is a. Maybe one of his best verses in a long time. He said, I don't like Cuddy Montage. I love Cuddy Montage. Yeah, I'm a huge Nirvana fan as well. So to hear like a Kirk Cobain sample being a basis of the show. I love Cuddy Montage. To me, that's what the album is. It's like this walks a line between a, like Western sure. cowboy Western <laughs> shit. The, the worst part of the entire album is fucking most deaf showing up and doing whatever he does. As He's like, kids see ghosts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a king without crown? He's, yeah, I'm like, that's that already a British it? accent. It's weird. Isn't it? I thought it was Damon Albarn. Yeah, why has he got a British accent? It. Yeah, that's real weird. He's from New York. <laughs> Yasin Bay. Yeah, maybe most devs from New York, but Yasin yeah. Bay's from South London. But I like, I think Fire is my favorite song on Kids Ghost. I like Fourth Dimension. A maybe, lot. maybe that's the one I like. I don't know. It's that's the one that's like, yeah, that's Fourth Dimension. Oh, yeah. Good fun. Great line with the bought an alligator. I ain't talking Lacoste. What's like, the what's there's another, classic Kanye? There's another really good rock song on this. Fire. Yeah, that's fire. the one produced fire by Andre sick. 3000. Oh, that's why I like it so much. See, I love. And the it's beat got on like that. like it sounds like vultures. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. to me that and it's got like flute stuff. Like it sounds. Fire is my favorite. I, I think it, it's all these albums start really strong. Um, should we talk about Nas next? Well, we have to. Nasir? We're going in order. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> We're um, not jumping to Tiana. So th- why is this your least favorite? What is? Why is this your least Nas? favorite? Nas. Yeah, yeah. Again, I didn't come to the table being a... You know, it's the only non-good music release, first of all. Oh, really? It's just an album that, that Kanye worked on? Yeah. It's the only one that's not part of good music. I mean, he's not signed to good music. Yeah, I you know, He's that. got his own label. He's signed to... What's his label again? Whatever. Um, he, he's Hip-hop signed- is dead records. <laughs> Hip-hop is dead records. But uh, it's obviously included in the five... I, again, not a huge Nas fan. Um, my favorite thing about it, and it's extremely um, subjective, obviously, um, is the production, I think. I don't yeah. think Nas has anything of great interest on the record. I, if, I think if you are a Nas fan, and I have a lot of friends that are old and love Nas. But well, they, a lot they, of them love this album. Of yeah, totally. A lot of them are like return to form. I mean, the, the big thing with Nas for the last 10 Howell years. My friend loves it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Hal as soon as it came out. I worked with Hal. I ran around. <laughs> Every Friday, we've been like chatting. Oh, the Monday after we let a record sink in. But um, and I think it's really cool that like, yeah, like like, like old old Nas. Because, you know, Nas albums, even, well, Nas dropped, even fans. Everyone was like, his cadence and delivery was so good, but he had shit beats. Right. But that would seem to be the big problem. And sure. like, while people, like, you know, the Jay-Z and Nas feud was big at the start, but it fizzled out because Jay had great beats and was rapping maybe not as well as Nas, but it was 
getting bigger and better and because he was of getting how it like just blaze production on totally he's getting Kanye yeah. production but nas was getting like trash production so it was like finally like our boy you can see why they're excited is getting like perhaps the production he should have had all those years ago and even kanye tweeted he's like i feel like an 18 year old i'm doing a nas album yeah, he's yeah like, totally. I'm, how I'm, exciting for him he's like i'm so excited and i'm not doing it to sound like you know, he's like, I'm not doing this to make myself feel good. He's like, this has just always been a dream and I can't believe I'm doing it. Speaking of dream, the dream shows up on two yeah, tracks, which is uh, weird because he's, he's, you know, his career is, I, I, I love. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. His first three albums. He's been on, he was on Life of Pablo. He's uh, he's been so rocky. Like, you know, he changed his name to Terrius Nash and split from his label. Then he came back and now he's the dream again and uh but he he's he's still a really great performer he's on adam and eve and and, and that really everything. long song yeah um adam and eve is far and away the standout for yeah. me adam as, and Eve's as dope. A song i like nas on i like it as bonjour well. as well that reminds me of a late registration song sure the one that goes like yeah that sounds but like again, it's just the beat so yeah it's a it could be like on late registration where kanye and john bryan you know worked on the yeah, totally, and, and I, I like Nas on that too because he makes you know he splits his voice up, uh, yeah. and and it's more playful with the beat mm. instead of him just like really straight cold, up delivery, straight exactly mm. like you know bars. You and know, he like, kind of is on the first track a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, then it's like, uh, yeah, the first track I think saved by like O Seven O Shake for me. Look, I don't think it's a bad record. It's just far from my favorite. Yeah, I think out of all of the five, it's just the one that sounds. Like, the most of how I expected it to sound. Sure. There's not a pleasant surprise or a... Adam and Eve is the pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. And that to me sounds like it could be on early Kanye. And I wish is, there is that was... What yeah, think? definitely. It's yeah. like could be early era Kanye. Yeah. Oh, it totally sounds like late registration era. It's what I, yeah, yeah, I found it was funny. Like for an album that I didn't like the most, I had two of some of my favorite produ- pieces of production being... Um, Cop Shot the Kids I Love just because I've never heard a song. I, I want an instrumental of that so bad. It's so yeah. good. Well, yeah. It was... So Charlemagne, the guy who did that like 90 minute interview... 
where Kanye was very placid, calm, and yeah, yeah. justified. Just before he went to TMZ. Literally came out yeah. the same day, which if anyone's listening to this and is like not a Kanye fan or is like wondering why we're talking about it, I, I recommend we'll post it in uh, our hey, Facebook um, group, our Hey Fan one, which you can join via our Patreon, get access to this New York Times piece. Uh, it's Kanye doesn't do interviews, like doesn't do written interviews especially. And it's a guy who spent like three days with him in Jackson. How do you feel after after reading that? Do you feel he justifies the dumb things he says? No, or no? I don't think he does. But I also don't think I w- turn to him to justify that stuff. Like I, I just yeah. D- does it make you worry about him less? He seems ext- in the Charlemagne interview on this. He seems like a very calm and happy Kanye. And for the first time, someone who's not screaming at an interviewer saying like, "I am the Walt Disney. Yeah, I'm the Steve course, Jobs," yeah, and yeah. he's just like walking up to kids I find that shit so insufferable <laughs> that stuff yeah yeah well that's what I mean this is like yeah. to me I'm so happy because he actually sounds happy sure he sounds like he's at peace yeah especially that bit where it's like one of the most Kanye Kanye-isms ever where he's like I know I'm not the best rapper in the world or the best, and I'm fine with that and like points to a, a bunch of trees and he's like no one is trying to be the best tree there they're just <laughs> obeying trees and I'm like yeah you could, like Kanye always gets mocked for the way he delivers stuff. He's not a great speaker. I find he speaks best for music. Huh? Nothing. Oh, don't. All right, unsubscribe to the Patreon (laughs) if you're listening. But, like, I understand what he's saying there, you know? Sure. And I think he's... When you read that, do you think he's... Are you worried about him? Um, I I think he's delusional. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's at all, like, somebody who is a 100% sane person by any means. But I also think... He sounds extremely happy and like very family oriented at the moment. I mean, he's a guy who hasn't had a family for a long time as well. So I can see why he's, you know, mm. attached himself to one of the most famous families, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Seems like somebody who's like plugging up a lot of a hole in his heart. Sure. But he sounded quite... Fit blowing up that uh, that heart balloon again. Yeah, don't let it fizzle out. But I, I, I don't, I didn't feel worried after reading that. I felt like that was an interview that. It just, I, yeah, I was expecting to get some amount of closure and didn't get any. It's this. It's an ongoing story. Sure. Um, another great interview is the same guy. It seems to be a guy he trusts, which came out five years earlier. New right. York Times as well. Probably one of my probably my favorite interview of all time. Where Angus, Kanye, can you do a, a Kanye West article mega thread in the Hey Fam Patreon? Yeah, group? I will. I will. Patreon.com slash Hey Fam for the Angus's Kanye West mega thread. They're all by this one guy. I think he trusts him like hell. Like they're driving around together in the Jackson one. But uh, the other one is the Yeezus one where he says, and that's like a what I still think was like the last. No, the no, it was like probably one of my favorite eras of Kanye because it was like Kanye the auteur. Mm-hmm. And he speaks about how Jesus was inspired by an Eames lamp, which to me, I understand. Like, I understand exactly why that, what that means. And it speaks to me on like a level, which right. I would completely get. And I'm like, yes, I understand. And like, it's just that Kanye where it's like dropping designers names and like fucked up film references that you would mock if you didn't get it. Sure. Angus, we're going to be talking a lot about <laughs> yeah, we'll Kanye West in our Patreon episode. Yeah. Um, we've got 10 more minutes until we hit an hour so far. We've got a lot of other things to talk about. Well, so. maybe we'll shift some of the other stuff for next week when you see Jurassic let's, World. Let's see how we go. But we yeah. Can, yeah, we can we can do some brief stuff. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Tayana Taylor's album, the final album to come out. What, a, um, music. what a lovely way to end a five albums, like orally or sonically. This one was the least what I was expecting to hear. What were you expecting? I was expecting to hear a um, like a, a big, big budget R&B album. I... I, I... Cause I given- think to expect you, I was expecting like what Beyonce would sound like now. Like um, something to sound like Beyonce today. Well, I thought at the very least like a Tinashe album right. or a um, uh, 
trying to think of a good example of a good or like you know Kali Uchi's album yeah sure um, you know like songs that I could imagine playing in radio the club play. yeah. radio like you know people dancing to no. but instead it's like a neo, new kind of soul album yeah it's I, I, I think by this stage I was like I'm going to stop predicting what I think the albums would sound like because they were never mm. at all what I thought they would sound like like Daytona else. to me sounds like what I thought Ye was going to sound like sure you know yeah. what I mean but it's extremely smooth mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's very beautiful. Yeah, I, I love the production. Production is almost. It could be kind of start to finish. It might be as. It might be the best out of the five. You reckon? Daytona some, probably some takes clever it. ideas, but yeah. It sounds what I think. What makes cohesive it cohesive as hell. So it's exa- that 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 really appeals. What to makes me. it to me too? It's a genre that kind of doesn't pro- work with that much at all anymore. So it was really nice to hear like totally. non hip hop. Mm-hmm. I think produced and just going like, oh yeah, the dude isn't a straight up hip hop producer. Yeah. Um, there's um I love gonna love me so much. I don't know the track name song on this, so I just wanna. Two. Oh, I think it's what I was about to say. It's yeah, the yeah. one that's like, yeah, yeah, this is my highlight. Yeah, um, just the it's beautiful, and then hearing the little chipmunk gonna love me. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, fucking the so Kanye good. It's soul. it's so yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, I love and, that and track. The song that Kanye features on Hurry is excellent it's too, dope. with yeah. that bizarre uh, Verse. orgasm sound, which has been. Rumored or has it been confirmed that R- that rumored, but it's been shot down by good. Okay, right. They're like, no, it's not that. So people were saying that it's, it's Kim Kardashian sex tape. It's that's hell disrespectful. And real weird, but and but it, I feel like Kanye. If anyone was going to own that, it would yeah, be Kanye. It would be. Um, I mean, he's even you know even on Life of Pablo, he's like me and Ray J would be friends if we didn't. Yeah, I love uh, Rose in Harlem. Yeah, yeah Rose, Rose in Harlem is beautiful. Harlem. Yeah, um, just like really great. Classic Kanye production and Tayana Taylor is like, you know, if it, I, I get why fans of hers were disappointed because it is a very... Auteurish. It's like very down downplayed kind of yeah. like understated album. Yeah. From, from her it's point like of view. It's like a late like, night album. Totally. It's something you put on after, you know, and it's this something is you get home, you kick off the shoes, you pull yourself a little glass or something and you... um. You dance around the house. I, I made bolognese to this the other night. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It was a good situation. This is her first album, first release of anything since, since 2014, 2014. Which yeah. was seven. Her f- debut album. Yeah. I mean, she's had a she's had a tough... I don't want to say tough because like, I, I can't speak for her. But music, uh, music career-wise, it's been pretty tough. She got dropped by Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Good picked her up. Kanye used her on like uh, Cruel, Cruel Summer maybe six years ago. She did that Christmas in Harlem song. She did Christmas in Harlem, which is a Good Friday's release. She was in the Amazing Fade music video, which is like, yep. one, of the, like one of the most recent, I think, great music videos. Yeah. Such a great rap video. It's an insane video. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think... I, I think th- People were expecting because the final song on it is like a, like a, it's a, it's a, a voguing it's, song. It's vogue. I mean, it's, 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 it's also kind of, to me, uh, Sonic... I sound like the, the, the most straight white person just said. It's a voguing song. <laughs> but it's, to me, it's like the most sonic... It's the closest thing sonically to um, the, the, the video that she was in to Fade. It's yeah, like totally. Kanye doing Chicago House as well. Like it is voguing. I mean, you got Mickey Blanco in there, you know, opening up that, 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 that kind of queer... Um, with like opening the doors for like making it a queer anthem, totally like. But it's like also like, like a like lot of Chicago house, house well. shit, yeah, which totally. Kanye like doesn't do that much, despite coming from Chicago. He did yeah, it with yeah. Fade, yeah, which totally. everyone was like, "Oh my god, Yeezy's doing like Chicago shit." In fact, to Mi- me, Mickey Blanco sounds a lot like um, Ms. Tony, 
who's an old house legend. Oh, yeah, right. And Ooh, and bitch, that ain't fair. Give that horsey back his hair. Oh, huge. Nikki yeah. takes on the role of like almost like an MC, like introducing Tiana to like a stage or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's such a weird way to end the album. The only thing I don't like about the album is it's not seven tracks. Yeah, totally. Well, then that, that, I feel like that was tacked on. Yeah, it doesn't Worked sound like pussy, it belongs WCP on the album. Was, was kind of tacked now, on. The last we're still one. waiting for a song to get on there that was played during the streaming. There's been a bit of controversy. Right. It was a, another song, waiting for the sample to clear. So I'm wondering if it was like a goodwill thing, like we'll put an extra track on and then re-release the album properly once we get that sample cleared, which is going to be next week apparently. So I, I look, it wasn't like the perfect five album streak. I think what makes me a bit upset is that album didn't get a sample cleared, which is out of Good Music's hands. Sure. And out of Tiana's hands. But yeah, is this Frank Ski and Ms. Tony? Oh, huge. Tony's theme. Huge. Oh, that, that, that's what I thought of when I heard uh, yeah, right. uh, of Work This Pussy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so all right, I'm going to rank them. You rank them and you, I'm going to like nod. Okay, so I would say Daytona's one. Number one is easily for me, Daytona. I think that's going to go down as one of my favorite records of the year. Mm. It was unanimously praised too by every single like music publication, and I think. Just like he's a household name now because of Push it, People were talking about Pusha T for two weeks yeah, straight. Yeah, it's great. No one's done that I'm so before. happy about that. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes uh, Pusha T, then probably Yay. Tayana, Kidsy Ghosts, and Nasir down the bottom. If I were to rank it, um, you can I, do it like how you're feeling about it now. It's not your. Like, yeah, for me, is my favorite just because it's a guy who I, on an artistic level, someone who made me extremely confident. I've spoken about that before, and I'll speak about it in our Patreon ad. Someone who made me like me more as a person mm-hmm. and come to terms with who I am. Speaking about the very thing that kind of stopped me from being that person. So it's like. I think Yay to me is like definitely the most head and shoulders important album out of that five and might come to be, I think, one of the most important Kanye albums to me personally. Sure. Just because of certain themes and stuff on there. Um, I also think it's like, it'll be treated like 808s. That movie, that, that not movie, that, that that record was pretty much panned critically when it was released. It's polarized, but yeah. But it's polarizing. Yeah. And I think it might be looked back on like that. It just was not what people were expecting or wanted, but it also went to kind of shape a lot of, new directions and i'm not maybe this one won't sonically but maybe it will um with subject matter sure i'm thinking i think Mm. we might look back on it as something different then maybe daytona okay i think yep and then kids see ghosts tiana and this year okay cool awesome yeah we're not too not too different. maybe i'm not i'm not looking into that (laughs) i didn't rank them by the way i hate ranking it's awesome Fuck. Well, like, let's just touch on the. I was like, I'm not going to rank it, but we ended up fucking blowing our load. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Well, let's know, was let's wrap some chat. shit up then because we got to jump into someone. It's going to be really good. Uh, so Patreon.com/slash/HeyFam if you want to hear us talk about <laughs> Kanye even more this week. But this week. is more retrospective, and the story is going to be more personal and less music critical. And, and and us talking about mu- uh, songs that we've heard way more times than uh, yeah. we have we've heard these new songs over the last five and weeks. And so, look, look, I think every song, whether we like no, it's going to bring like a, a little story from our lives. Definitely, which I'm excited to talk about. Music to me is like the thing that makes you feel like, oh, I remember that moment, you know? Like yeah. I, whenever I hear a song, I can't help but see like a music video version of what was going on in my life at that time. So come support us. You get access to all of our episodes of our radio show, Hey FM. And the most recent one, of course, is about Kanye. We've done previous episodes about Wes Anderson scores. That's right. And soundtracks. We've done- Video uh, game soundtracks. Video game soundtracks. Uh, and favorite f- songs of 20 last year. Yep. Yep. 
uh, it's been it's been real fun putting them together. They're super great. They're big two hour long uh, episodes with uh, the full tracks in them too. Yeah. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash hey fam. Um, let's talk about all the movies that you've seen in the past. Oh, yeah. Week, so call it a combination of like shitty weather. Um, feeling like I've been cheating on movies with television lately. Gross. Yeah, I know. Right. I've only, yeah, I only watch TV at the moment. Yeah. I've- so I've been making a real effort to just, um, you know, I have a, I was spoken about this before, I got like an ever growing list on my phone, a shared list of like movies we got to watch. And it was just like, let's do it. And um, it's not that great, but Amazon Prime does have some, uh, the Australian version is not that great, it has a lot of titles that like, if you search natively on a um, smart TV, you have to normally buy or rent, but mm-hmm. it's free for a month, Amazon Prime to sign up. Right. And it's, it's $4 or something a month after that. So I'll see what, but they've got like every Mission Impossible movie. And I was like going to buy them recently to rewatch before um, Fallout, which comes out next month. But they're all on there. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Let's just hit that. So we uh, we watched four Mission Impossible movies. That's so great. Like in, in, in succession, like mm. one day after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two in Sunday. So you would be watching one, two. Number five tonight. Were we not recording? Yeah. Hand we hand? watched four last night. We watched Ghost Pro's. Ghosty Proats. Ghosty Proats. Kids see ghost protocols. <laughs> there you go. That's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode easily. No, it's can we get 50? <laughs> no, kids see ghost protocol. Yeah, kids see ghost protocols. But, okay, the info would just be can we get 50? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, um, and how... Rank them. Rank the four. No, I, I'll do that easily. Mission Possible 3, uh-huh. 4, 1, 2. Yeah, I haven't seen three. I need to see three. Three's great, and I don't want to give away too much. It's JJ's first film as a director. Yep. Um, Plays on a trope I love, which is secret agent hasn't told wife he's secret agent. It does like a time jump, and he's engaged, Ah. living living a happy life, and she thinks he works for like um, the traffic department. Sure. But like he'll be in the kitchen, and I'll be having a party with like her girlfriends over, and he'll be like ten meters away, and go. He'll know what their conversation is because it zooms in like he's a lip reader from his training. They're like, how did he hear that? And like, there's little hints and like she gets kidnapped and it finds out that he's a secret. It's kind of like a, it's kind of goofy in that sense, but it's also has the best villain. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's right. The movie has a lot of similarities to The Dark Knight and it came out two years earlier. Yeah, right. It has awesome. like a free fall dive, including a Fulton in Shanghai. Who is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in talks to play? In the Dark Knight There was rumours about him being the Penguin at some stage. Yeah, right. But he's phenomenal in this and very similar. There's a very similar scene where he's um, apprehended and as they're driving him through like uh, um, in like bulletproof vans and like surrounded by cops, he's completely infiltrated and freed a la the amazing chase scene in uh, Gotham. Right. So a lot of similarities. He's a very similar character to the Joker. He like flits in and out of the movie and steals the scenes he's in. He's like very cruel and... Yeah, it's um, I I think it's the best standalone. Okay, sick. Um, and it has some of the like, yeah, the the Vatican scene's great. Yeah, it, it's good. I um, I I loved the action, especially the set pieces in Ghost Ghost Protocol. Yeah, Protocol would be like I'd say like it's probably a better movie. Technically, but I just love too. the the like I so I don't know I'm a sucker for one partner doesn't know the other partner's yeah, spite. Yeah. It's such a cool trope and such a weird direction to take Mission Impossible. I hate the the tacked on relationship stuff in ghost protocol like Which, him secretly waving to his wife well you that's what this movie kind of sets up right sure because maybe that's yeah. why it didn't, didn't do anything it probably because sure. i thought she was dead right after watching three like fuck she's actually died 
And then he sees like, no, I've had to like leave her because it was the only way she would live because of what happens in three. Sure. Which she's like kidnapped. And cause basically the, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is like, it opens on like, it does a JJ shit. It, uh, it like opens with a scene halfway through the movie and then goes back and the movie starts properly. But he's like, I will find out who you love, who's important to you. And I'll kill them in front of you. I'll kill you in front of them and then kill you kill them straight afterwards that's how the movie opens with him like holding a gun to this woman's head who we don't know yet who we uh, later find out is his right. wife so that she becomes that's why I it probably would make more of an impact yeah um, cool. she didn't pop up in five but she's in the trailer for six oh, it's like a reveal in the trailer for six being like how's Ethan right so I'm like oh damn man I, I just think it's cool to see like you did say like tacked on relationship and it's so minimal like I love what I love about the Mission Impossible movies is no like I'm going to wine and dine this chick a la Bond, which, yeah, sure. you know, is such yeah. a like... I don't want that either. But yeah, No, but yeah. I mean, it's such a vessel of its time, which is still popping up in its modern, in very, you know, loose air quotes, iteration in these new, newer Bond movies. It's still happening in them. But I like that these are just straight up just spy flicks. Yeah, totally. Without like, yeah, yeah. we don't need a bone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been cool. I, I saw Jurassic World, but let's talk about them next week. Well, what do you give me? Just give me a quick little summation of what's it called? Jurassic World Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. Did I mean, you like Jurassic World? The, the, the I first was one. fine, but like everybody, uh, we've all suffered Jurassic World amnesia because of the quality of the film. I think, like, I don't remember anything about it. Was it was fucking stupid, and I, yeah. I liked how stupid it was. But Jurassic it's, Park's it's not stupid, but it's just no, it's, Jurassic- no, no. But listen, it's it's stupid. No, but I'm not listening. <laughs> It's stupid, but it's just handled by like it's stupid, but told by like an amazingly sentimentally great filmmaker who can take like that movie should be stupid, but he makes it like a nice, a beautiful sentimental mm. like piece. I think like he, you know, Spielberg's such a great movie who like shows you a movie through children's eyes and makes you believe in like wonder and shit, and <laughs> he does that to Jurassic Park, and he's a master filmmaker. It's just. You know, Jurassic World is that movie made in far lesser hands. Yeah. And I know there was some great, like, I rewatched it over the weekend before I saw the new one, just because I wanted to like watch it before talking about it properly with you. And I, the, 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 you can see the attempts at meta commentary when you, they're like, "Here's the T Rex," but you see the kid on his phone instead. And I just think it wasn't handled well enough. Why well, does they also went way too big, way too quick with Jurassic World? Like, if they if they started hinting on that with this, like, you know, Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Because I just feel like it, like they've they've got, they went way too big, and to have a serial a sequel, they only have to get they can only get bigger, and so I, I'm curious to know if it just gets stupider in this sequel. The, the, or... I mean, this is what's funny. A lot of people have been like asking me who 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 are curious, like, oh, have you seen it? Is it stupid? I'm like, it's stupid. It's about dinosaurs. Of course a, it is. Yeah, yeah In but... a fucking zoo, like it's dumb. But like <laughs> they've all been dumb. I mean, like Sharknado, stupid. No, like, big budget. No, Sharknado. it's not like that. It's as dumb as. It's as dumb as any of the other Jurassic Parks. I mean, one it's kind of the, the most ridiculous and that's why I liked it more than I thought I would. Like I went along, people... I don't know what people... Maybe there's some... Rude, I want it to be stupid. It's stupid yeah, as hell. Great. Okay, cool. The, the best thing they do, it's like Kylo Ren got a hold of the script. They let the past die in the first, like, before the first half. Like, it's not set on the island. They just... Like, Jurassic World, we've seen the trailers. It's a volcano. It's abandoned. Yeah, There's totally. no Jurassic World. It's not about that. It's the first time they've gone off island, basically, for the whole film. Right. It's Whereas, yeah, because Lost World only gets there in the, in the final act. Yeah. Lost World gets there right at the end. And even then, it's not anything. It's like totally. one yeah. dinosaur. Don't this tell is, me any more yeah. about Fallen Kingdom. because One thing I'll, I'll say, it's like 
the, what I think valued from is the best looking Jurassic Park film. Okay, great. It's by um, a, a Spanish horror filmmaker who did The Orphanage. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. J.A. Bayana. Um, he's like a Spanish horror film director. And there's parts yeah, of yeah. it are like he, he quite... Made, he made The Orphanage. Yeah. He made... Uh, I think he made The Orphanage. It's actually a Spanish horror film. Uh, <laughs> Directed by him. Yeah. Uh, and it looks... Jurassic World is not a good looking movie. Yeah, it was pretty. Like it crass. didn't have any like visual, like I don't know, man. Those cool balls that they rode around. That in. was like, that was a Spielberg moment, actually. Uh, it was a Spielberg suggestion, which someone right. I'll talk about as well. Um, you want to see some batshit, fucking crazies? You go to any IMDb page for any Jurassic Park film. I think if like Jurassic Park's your favorite movie ever, it's kind of weird. Like dinosaurs are sick. I get it. I think if you were of if you were like if you were twelve when it came out, yeah, I was I was just I was like, a little bit younger than that. It I saw it opening day. My parents well, I wasn't allowed to, to see it, so it was this it kind of it became more of a more than a movie to me because it was this sure. thing that it's everyone scratchy. in my year exactly everyone everyone in my year had seen, but yeah. I wasn't allowed. Well, to. I, I I um I was told at school that day that it sold out for six months, and I was very sad. Some idiot told me that, <laughs> and then I got home really. I think I started crying. It was opening day because of that. And my parents pulled out two tickets. They'd like my mum had the day off and had bought them at the cinema. And we were like, they're like, you got to get in the car. We're going to the three thirty session now. And um, it was the best movie. Do you scared scared shitless? No, I never really get, get scared in movies. That's right. You've talked about this. I don't get scared, but it's um, it's a great movie. No, I'm gonna take that back. It can be your favorite movie. Yeah, but it's like. Thank you to for me, I think it's it. the only... A lot of fans, just uh, <laughs> listeners, just breathe a sigh of relief. I think it's the closest thing we have to a... Um, that first film is the closest thing that we that culture has seen since the original Star Wars. Because the original Star Wars, I think, if that other movies like that had come out before it, on that scale and of that look... It wouldn't I, have been uh, as it a, wouldn't have been as special. What about like James Cameron's movies in the nineties, like you know T two? No, see, this was like the first Titanic. like uh, this made you believe dinosaurs were on screen. Star Wars well, made I mean, Titanic you think, will make you believe. Yeah, but that, that came that out afterwards. Yeah, but that that's not like a that's okay. A boat sinking is one thing, but seeing like a Titanic will make you believe that um, what's the name? Billy Zane's a villain. Yeah, but. I think this is like the closest thing we have to that cultural phenomenon of like, oh, they, I don't know how they did it. Like dinosaurs are in this movie. Sure, we know yeah, now. Of course, it looks yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, as we've seen, on, uh, you know, I think Star Wars sequels have improved on Star Wars, the first one, uh, two or three of like probably better than the original Star Wars, but we've never seen a movie come close to the original Jurassic Park. I think as a franchise, that's where the similarities yes, end. Definitely but agree with you, I yeah. think just that moment, that movie coming out and making people think, and you can be like, oh, yeah, but it's all the special effects. That's why we, it's like, you know, it's not that special now. But yeah, well, at the time though, no one ever seen anything like it. Like if other movies came out, like Star Wars is what I was saying before that with like crazy ship designs that we've never seen before and planets that we've never and seen. Really well thought out worlds and yeah, like. But no, nothing races, had done that before, yeah. which is why it's so cool. But if it was kind of another movie in that, you know, that ballpark, I don't think it would be as special. So I think like, yeah, I, I, but we've just it, it, it just dropped the ball. Like I think the Lost World and Jurassic Park Three are the like stinkers. I love Jurassic Park Three, and uh, have I, you watched it again? Do you yeah, know it only know, goes for like eighty minutes? I, know, I love eighty minute long movies. I I think all I, movies I, should be eighty minutes. Long. I well, I think all albums should be seven tracks. So I'll agree. <laughs> I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I, I it's just not a great movie. I know it, it is so flawed and it's so stupid. It's there are so parts, especially when you single them out. Looks too. But there is just. There is something so wonderful about having William H. Macy in a Jurassic Park movie and having Sam Neill return for it and 
that's what it doesn't seem like it seems almost like a bootleg Jurassic Park movie where they're not allowed to say the name almost. I liked that that it was them breaking back into the facility because Lost I hate Lost World. It's a bad movie. I really don't like Lost World. Isn't it um, odd that it's a Steven Spielberg film? It's so strange. Remember there's a scene where Ian Malcolm's daughter kicks Veloc- she does gymnastics to fight yes. raptors? That's I remember even being when it came out in 97, I was like 11 seeing that and just being like, well, this is the stupidest movie I've seen. Like, how do you go? But it's also so boring. Yeah. It's so slow and long. And um, Ian I Malcolm like is a great side character in Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't think he should be the star of a Jurassic Park movie. Like, totally. He doesn't yeah, want to be there. Yeah. He, he, his whole... What about was, Vince Vaughn? <laughs> now, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, but Jurassic Park 3, like, I get it is, it is so stupid. Yeah. But there's, there's... I love the pterodactyl scenes. Yep. Um, and uh, see, so that was a leftover from one which they couldn't do. And which is uh, in the book. Michael Jetta, um, Mr. Noodle from Elmo's World, is like the only character that dies in that movie. Um, and it's like real. It's a real bummer when he dies. Yeah, right. I can't remember. I can't remember anything about it. It has like the lowest it. body count of a of a Jurassic Park movie. What What's dumb is how drastically different the raptor designs look. They've yeah, got like yeah, they got elongated heads and, and feathers, really, but then they don't in any yeah. of the other ones, which is great because they looked fucking stupid. And the movie ends with like Sam Neill playing the ocarina of Raptor <laughs> to to like sk- it's. I still can't believe yeah. that's in the movie. So he has like a fossil, like a like a, a Velociraptor printed, bone, or whatever like, it is, thorax or thorax, something. Yeah, and he, and he plays do 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 It's such a dumb idea for the movie. Some dudes are parasailing over the top, and they've got to go find it. I love that. It's so no, stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. It's so great. It's like a but and they get and, and Sam Neill and Laura Dern get tricked into going to going back to the park. Laura Dern's not in it. She's in a one cameo scene in a phone call. Oh she that's right. Shit. She's yes, not in it. Taylor Leone is uh William H. Macy's wife. It's yeah. not good. It is. I, I look I, I forced a drunken Bucks party to watch it oh, at two AM many years ago and fell asleep an hour into it. But I loved it. It's a good yeah, movie. The Spinosaurus does not make a good villain either. <laughs> Like the T Rex is king. Like you of course he is. Yeah, yeah. but like I like she that, is. I the like, girls remember. I like that Jesse Part Three tried to do something very different. To me, it whereas, just seemed like the even the second one had more visual flair. Like it was trying to be something was, special. Jesse Part Three is much smaller budget than than two and one. That's what I mean. Like what a sorry state of affairs that a movie only six years after the original is like relegated to like or, be no. Or it's like you know not everything has to be an enormous blockbuster all the time. Except Jurassic Park was like the highest grossing movie I, I, of all time. Sure, like it's I, hard to swallow three. But like, you know, I want a smaller scale Star Wars movie. I want a smaller scale well, we're Marvel those. movie. You know, like I, I, I think it's okay for movies to kind of Not do Jurassic small. Park though. You've got to double down. I think if, 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 if that's how you get a different style of movie, I'm okay with it. I like, I feel like Lost World. See, it was and, this, and what, no, what, what, what fucked up Jurassic Park 3 was the same movie as the first two on a lower, smaller scale. Like literally the same. What, it needs to do is like be a different movie on a smaller scale. No, Jurassic Park 3 is heaps different. Not really. It's not about like no one wants to be at the park in the first place. It's not even No one a wants park. to be at the park in the first place. It's one. not even a park. That's why it's different. Same in number. It's the same island in number two. Yeah, but it's not. It's literally the same as number two. Yeah, okay. All right. You it's win a this search. No, it. it's the same as number two. They go to the Isla Sauna, the one, the Isla Sauna, the one that's the breeding Isla site B. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Um, and uh, like it's a rescue. It's exactly the same. All right, well, I'm going to go and see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and watch Jurassic Park 3 on my phone. That'd be so at good. At the same time. And I'll let you know which was better next well, week. You'll get to see the second half of um, <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> so if you wanted something different, I think... I think 
I've seen a lot of lists, people doing rankings, which you you would love. I'm surprised you haven't love ranked. A rank. Surprised you haven't ranked them without even watching I, it. I, yet. It's not even that I like ranking things. I like forcing you to rank things. <laughs> yeah, you know how much I squirm. <laughs> um, what's interesting is Fallen Kingdom is popping up as either people's second favorite Jurassic Park movie or like second last favorite. Yeah, right. Like it seems to be that it's it is polarizing, I guess, and I guess it's because it's like quite different. Well, I'm gonna force you to rank them next week when I've already seen them. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I'm, I'm not attached to the franchise, so okay. it's easy for me to rank. I'm not personally How big of you to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. So what was the uh the final movie that we're gonna talk about that you saw? Uh oh yeah, I, I, yeah, let's not do the Johnny Depp thing. Oh, we can do, uh, uh, let's I got I want to sound good on this Kanye thing. I got to get to work early tomorrow. Are you like I, a um, All right, we can yeah. talk about Johnny Depp next week. Yeah. But there's an insane you're reading homework fam for listening. Yeah, we're going to post this in the Facebook group. You've got to go to rollingstone.com and we all got to read this because we're going to break it down next week. Um it's called Bops Flop No. <laughs> <laughs> Bops Flops. It's called the uh Flippers and Dippers. The Trouble with Johnny Depp. It's by Stephen Roderick and it's for Rolling Stone it was published uh, a week ago. And it's like a, it's a long read, I guess. It's a long it. read. It'll take you a week to read it. Um, and it's just about Johnny Depp um, not having any money and being fucking crazy bonkers, living in a mansion by himself. And a guy who's been sent there to cover his um, financial situation and current mental health. And there's some corkers in there. We're not reading it because we're pro-Depp or anything. We're, we want you to read it because it's like... It's insane. I can't believe this is published. There's a line in here. Like, I've taken the excerpts. This would, this would be a sizzle for you. Um, the sizzle is... Um, My son had to hear about how his old man lost all of his money from kids at school. That's not right, says Depp. He rubs his eyes with his tobacco-stained hands. He says one of the proudest moments of his life was when Jack said he'd started a band and Depp asked what they're called. The kid says clown boner. Depp smiles proudly. We don't need a paternity test. That's my kid. <laughs> so, I mean, there's about 40 bits that are as good as that. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll put, you know what? I'll put the um, the link to this article in the show notes. And I'll put the episode. kind of... Yeah, yeah. Check cool, the info cool, cool. for the episode and it'll be in there. Sick. It'll be required reading for next week when we talk about it. In yeah. And if you don't, we'll know because you'll fail the test. Exactly. Um, the movie, I, the final movie I saw this week um, was Best Friends, which was the... Um, Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau, starring film, um, starring, written by Greg Sestero, mm-hmm. not directed by Tommy Wiseau, directed by somebody else, not Greg Sestero. And it is a low budget neo-noir, I guess, for <laughs> lack of better words. Sure. Is it intentionally funny? I don't know. I think it's, you say it is because I saw it with a rapturous audience who are room fanatics and... Uh, yeah, it's kind of, he's, you know, Greg gave a Q and a afterwards at the beautiful, um, Hayden Orpheum in Cremorne, which I think is like one of the greatest theaters in the country, beautiful, old, old fashioned theater with a complete with an organ that pops up between before most shows with a guy playing for like special events, like live organ. It's crazy. But, uh, the movie's kind of hard to, it's like, just describe what the room is about. Is it like similar, like kind of love triangle? There's kind of, it's kind of his version. He said of. It's his version of the disaster artist. So he's kind of like a homeless guy Greg plays at the start. Like it's a weird like fictional, they're not themselves. And Tommy Tommy plays a character called Harvey who's like a mortician. Right. Who's like works in a morgue and he finds Greg and gets him to work with him. And Any shirtless scenes? um, No, but they do pick up a ball and start throwing it to each other. Like there's little nods and like oh hi when they meet somebody like paul shears in it in like a serious role <laughs> he's, he loves the room yeah he's like yeah. and he's in disaster artist as well right. um he plays like a villain called malmo it's insane it's just and then 
Tommy Wiseau's character is a mortician. He steals the gold out of people's mouths who have gold fillings and they start like a scam making money, selling gold to like an illegal gold black market. And it's really strange. And it kind of looks like true detective season two, like a lot of like slow drone shots of freeways set at night. Like this, he said, Greg Sestero is like, I was inspired by like Nightcrawler and David Fincher films. Like it's strange. It's not, I don't, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's like a kind of, like a film student made it who's a fan of a David Lynch movie as well. Right, I was going to say it sounds Lynchian. Like It's super strange. Like, I'm glad I saw it in a cinema full of people. I took my dad for his birthday, who's also like a Room fan. And we we were laughing the whole time because Tommy was out just fucked in it. And it's the first time this is, Greg Greg said this after, it's the first time, like, he's like, no one, you would, wouldn't believe Tommy was out as a young banker as he has written himself to be in the room. But you would believe he's like an 80-year-old mortician. And that's why he's like perfect in this movie. Yeah. He's fucked. He's like from a, of another era and is like works on dead bodies. It's strange as hell. And he makes like masks for people who are disfigured. And there's a lot of like weird masks and like strange eerie shit. Like it's not a good movie by any means, but it's definitely... Does it know that it's not a good movie? Yeah, I think so. Because the room Greg just said he doesn't. wrote it on four, he, four days. Uh, uh, he took an edible and wrote it over four days. Amazing. And who directed it? Uh, maybe Spanish horror filmmaker. <laughs> uh, made the orphanage. He's from Spain. He does horror. No, I don't know. It was just like a first timer guy. Right. Sure. I think I'm pretty certain. But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe I saw it. It was a movie I was like not at all planning on seeing, despite the fact I uh love the room and how it makes me feel. <laughs> uh, it was by a guy called um. I'm just finding now because someone will roast me. Maybe. Probably not. The, the, the real kicker was it ended and then it said like, end of part one, part two soon. Like yeah. it ends on a literal cliffhanger. Do you reckon it'll ever come out? Yeah, it's finished. Justin McGregor. Justin McGregor. It's finished and there's a trailer for it. I don't even know who Justin McGregor is. I don't think Justin McGregor knows who Justin McGregor is. He looks like a very young dude. Hell yeah. So yeah, that was, um, you know, I saw that. Um, would you recommend me go see that? I don't or- know if you can. Yeah, really. It's not, I think it was like a one-off yeah, right. like special screening. Damn. Definitely, you know, watch it with people who like the room. Watch sure. it wanting to laugh. Don't watch it because you're like, oh, I feel like watching a, the intricacies of a plot fold out over the medium of film. You know who took me in to see the room? <laughs> Your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, wow. When? Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even, maybe you were actually dating her. Yeah, I time. think I was there. No. 2010. I think, I think she'd been with you and then she took me as well. That's the first time you saw her? Yeah. Oh wow! Because I showed it to her. Yeah. And she was. Then she was. She like, like transmitted the room STI to you for me. <laughs> That's so sweet. She gave me spoons. <laughs> um, I and I still haven't seen Disaster Artist. I should yeah. obviously see that first. Yeah. See that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Read it. It's a. It's an amazing book. So while you were busy playing, sorry, watching all these great yeah, you're playing cinematic, DLC. um, I've been well. Actually, all I've been doing is playing Hollow Knight. Yeah. Sure. Which is could be could become my game of the year. I see that happening. It is so wonderful. I'm still playing God of War. Came out. Um, it's a, a Adelaide studio. Ch- cherry. I think we spoke cherry. about it on last week's show. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's a it's a very gorgeously animated um, Metroidvania style game that doesn't hold your hand. It's a pretty un uninviting game to start, but I'm uh, I'm I'm really hooked now. Uh, so more on that later. But today, uh, yesterday, the the DLC for um, a game that we loved last year, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, came mm. out. Um, and this uh, basically puts you, um, you know how like the whole thing was pitched, like the whole, that whole game was set up as like 
there's like a washing machine that's a time travel yeah. thing yeah, and, and a there's fan. a weird goggles that are invited yeah. invented that that merge the mm. rabbits world with the mario yeah. world this well, uh, when that happened donkey kong was sent to another dimension right and so this sends um rabid peach and your the the Roomba vacuum whatever the fuck that kid guy yeah. his name is to donkey kong's where, where where he's been stationed which is like rabid peach know, everyone's favorite yeah, character but she's great i love her i love the rabbits now <laughs> it's funny when she takes a photo when uh she should be here's fighting. the thing she can't take a photo at, at the start of this uh oh, the, wow. the animatic that you get before um the dlc because her phone is flat uh, and so she tries to plug it into the washing machine and then she oh gets my. transported to this other place it's classic it's, it's classic funny. uh rabbit peach but like there are just so many little changes to so you, you your your team now is Rabid Peach, Donkey Kong, and then a rabid version of Cranky Kong. Yeah. Who is like they try and ditch him because he's really, really slow, but then he he takes what the fuck is that character like the Roomba, that weird little circle yeah. that that you follow Beemo and or stuff. Something. Yeah. He turns him into like a um like a unicycle, like a hover hover cycle thing. And so you were actually like Cranky Kong is the leader of your of your oh, group right. now. You know it was like weird trying to platform, but yeah, you were yeah, following yeah, that yeah, little yeah, Roomba yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Now you, the platforming is done. Like you, you're 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 watching Cranky as like the main guy. You're cool. leader of your team. There's different um, weapons that are amazing. Donkey Kong's arsenal is incredible. Um, he has like Sick. a boomerang banana that can like uh, you know like hit multiple you enemies at once. And and, stuff. Um, Cranky Kong shoots like barrels and like. You know, I, I haven't. I've. I've wait, I hundred percent. Is he a bike? Wait, wait. What's it? Sorry, is he a bike? What's it? Sorry, did you say he becomes a bike? The the Cranky Roomba. Kong. The Roomba. Oh. Like he rides that Roomba like, like a bike. Transformer style, like Cranky Kong's a bike, <laughs> and you play as a bike. And I was like, fuck, that's weird. Uh, it is still weird, and it, this is a game that I hundred percent and I love. I yeah. loved Mario Plus Rabbit. New music. You know? um, beautiful music by the same composer. What's his Donkey name? Donkey Kong Throwbacks. Uh, no, da, da, nothing da, da, I've heard yet da, 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 da. But I'm sure they'll come up soon I've only played like the first hour So how much is it? Uh, it's twenty two ninety five Still uh, In Australia And apparently it's like Half the length of the original That's game insane. And it's all new new enemies New weapons New, oh, new backgrounds so New music Like man New it, rules Hey you know what? Sounds like new rules new, to me New generation uh, So I would highly recommend it It's, uh, it's really really scratching Is there a... it, it was crazy actually like you know Immediately, I just even though I haven't played it in like eight months or whatever, back into that just, I was just like, "Oh fuck!" I remember exactly how to it's be the sign best of a good game. game. And uh, yeah, I'm, I can't. It doesn't wait carry to over stats. It. It's like a separate. Uh, not that I. I it's it's a full. No, yeah, it's a full new new campaign. Yeah. Um, is there bops and no? Is, is there a raptor thorax? <laughs> is that one of the weapons? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, just, you, you 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 play Saurus, so I'm gonna raptor. The raptors. Yeah, Google like um, Jurassic Park raptors versus Jurassic Pete. Three raptors, Jurassic Park. Three <laughs> raptors. You see what I'm talking about, and why the anal retentive fucker in me won't let that rest. They don't look like raptors anymore. Um, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the most excited to see. Like there were all kinds of fun surprises towards the end of the Mario Plus Rabbids main campaign. Yes, different characters showing up and all that. And I don't know any. Like I, I'm going into this pretty blind, so I'm really excited to be su- surprised. Like that first game uh, did I want me. Funky Kong uh, I really want Funky Rabbit Yeah, it's going to happen <laughs> It's going to happen All right. I want one of those dumb rabbits on a surfboard Right to your local senator if it doesn't Look, th- this doesn't even have the same type of head shape as the raptors in Jurassic Park, Jurassic does it? Park It just looks 3. like a different dinosaur Yeah, they make cool noises though They always <laughs> made those noises though it yeah, looks like one of the fucking characters of dinosaurs, that kid with the mohawk and wore the, the uh, jacket. Not the mama. You know, the, 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 the Bart Simpson dinosaur in it? Oh, he's Rob or something? 
Man, what a show. I still know how that remember how that theme song went. Yeah, I do too. It's not the Simpsons and it's not the Flintstones. It's dinosaurs. It's the Simpsons. So so whack. It had like the grimmest ending. Yeah, well, that YouTube the clip. Big bang, right? You can watch it where they're just like, oh, well, it's a news report, like, and we're all going to die. And then the show just ends. <laughs> it's literally that. It's a news reporter being like, they all know that they all know it's coming, that they're all going to die. Should we end this episode in the same way? Yeah, we'll play the clip. <laughs> oh, no, we'll end with. I was going to say, we're just going to. No, let's sing. end with that clip. Okay, we'll end that clip. Okay, all perfect. Right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. We are going to record a Patreon episode now. It's all about Kanye West. Ooh. Just like the first uh, two thirds of this episode were. Yeah. Um, so if you hate Kanye, you're going to. Love that hate bonus this episode. episode. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, you're going to hate it. It's the, awesome. The new episode of Hey FM will be up later in the week. You can find it at patreon.com slash Hey FM. I've already made so the much. cover art. Because of what? Oh, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Real friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you would like you know, to. You know, Noon and I were going to start a podcast called Real Friends where we just uh, broke down a Kanye song every week. Actually, that's probably the best podcast ever, isn't it? Yeah, you should definitely do that. And you could have a guest on to like do their favorite. Yeah. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe. If, if you want if you want that podcast to exist. If Damn you, it. If why you, did if, I? If you've enjoyed Angus talking about Kanye West this long, get him to do it. Uh, he's on Twitter at New podcast, Changus. Real friends, but with me and my business partner. Who guess what he guess what he's doing tonight by himself? And he's like Noon is uh is Angus's business partner on on, on Angus's fashion label Moods. Noon is such a great moods guy. O- moods only exist because of Kanye West. FYI. Basically. Um I ran into Henry Stone yesterday and we were chatting and he's like, Oh, did you see Jurassic Park? He's like, I loved it. Um I was like, Yeah, sort of noon and you know, Henry immediately just said like Oh, I wish I was there with you guys. He's like, I want to see a movie with Noon. Noon's a cult figure. figure. Um, so Noon is at a Michael Bolton concert by himself at the State Theatre right now. He's supposed to be in Europe. He goes next week. His girlfriend's already there. They're going for a month. But he's, her parents bought him tickets to this just by himself. And he's there. He, he unironically loves her Michael Bolton. Her parents cucked their daughter. Yep. So he's like, I'm going over with Tuesday. They know Michael how Bolton much. Tickets. He's there. Over, he's got like eight Michael Bolton shirts. That's Not ironically. That's so good. He's there right now just texting me. Just he's taking photos of like dads. It's at the State Theatre. <laughs> I really want to watch that like the Lonely Island directed uh, Michael oh, yeah. Bolton Netflix special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. That's I think so he's, funny. Uh, um, where is he? You can yeah. follow Noon at Heart Cola on Instagram. He's just taking photos. <laughs> Men in the audience wearing like puffy jackets and showing his Bolton shirt. He's bummed. There's no merch. Damn. He's really bummed. What's the point? Why do you go to gigs? Um, so yeah, Angus is at Chimichangus. I'm at Levdog. L-E-V-D-O-W-G. If, if you, you want to hear it, Noon is Heart Cola. If yeah. you want the hardest hitting music journalism <laughs> on Instagram, that's where you want to go. Uh, and um, you got to follow him just so, just and, so and follow every about. music publication because his comment will be the top one that way. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast is where we are on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, HeyFamPodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the show. Thank you yeah. so much for listening, especially to any new uh, listeners that we gained via uh, the Wicked Planet. Oh, yeah. Hosted on their feed a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Let me make it better for you. Um, Sp- Spider Man's web is, <laughs> no, come is radioactive. <laughs> there we spoke about comics. <laughs> <laughs> that was a callback to a personal conversation we had before we hit record. The best thing to do on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Angus, um, enjoy your morning. We're all going to die soon. Bye. Uh, well, little guy, what happened was daddy was put in charge of the world and he didn't take real good care of it. And now it looks like there won't be much of a world left for you or your brother and sister to live in. Are we gonna move?
Well, no. There's no place to move to. This is the only world we got. Well, what's gonna happen to us? Well, I don't exactly know. But whatever it is, nobody's gonna leave you. That's right, little guy. We'll all stay together. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, I'm sure it'll all work out okay. Yeah. After all, dinosaurs have been on this earth for 150 million years. And it's not like we're gonna just disappear. Taking a look at the long-range forecast, continued snow, darkness, and extreme cold. This is Howard Handupme. Good night. Goodbye. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.